Hello and welcome to this digital payments discussion sponsored by Network International. The war against cash continues with the financial technology popularly known as fintech players working at a rapid clip to actually bring an age-old payment method into the 21st century. Now, six months after Network International announced a 500 million rand investment in its locally hosted integrated payment platform, the company says that it has already achieved significant milestones. These include the successful deployment of its Network One technology stack with two blue chip clients onboarded, a doubling of its local staff, and a uh, digitized suite of issuing and acquiring solutions. My name is Mbriwa Gavaza, economist with the Business Day and Financial Mail, and I'll be your host for what is looking to be a uh, very engaging conversation around digital payments. Joining me to unpack and uh, just uh, show us what's going on, we are joined by uh, Nandan Ma, who is uh, Network International's uh, Group CEO, and uh, he will unpack the company strategy for South Africa and the African region as a whole. Nandan, greetings to you today. Greetings. Good morning. Thank you for having me on your show. And good morning to all your listeners and viewers. Now, thank you so much for being with us today, Nandan. And I think perhaps a good jumping off point, because we already mentioned the fact that a half a billion rand has already been invested in the local sector that is in South Africa. Could you give us a little bit about your latest South African launch then? That is a 60 million rand uh, premium payment switch that's due to go live in uh, 2024. Yes. So let me start by reminding all our listeners that Network International has been part of the South African economy for over a decade now, 16 years to be precise. So we've been very much part of the economy. We've enjoyed serving our customers in South Africa. And as you would expect of any company like ours, we would continue to invest in new technology to serve our customers better. And so about six months ago, as you rightly said, we announced a modernization of our technology stack to match global efficiency and capability levels. And that involved a technology upgrade, server, software, localization of certain processes that were handled from outside South Africa. And the total investment sum, as you rightly said, was 500 million rand. Most of that has been deployed. I would say a large substantive part of that. Our technology is now deployed on soil. Previously, we were serving our customers from the United Arab Emirates. And now all our customers are served from our on-soil technology here operating in Joburg and Cape Town. And all our team, our entire team now is based in South Africa. We've hired aggressively. We've now got over 200 people working in the office, double the size of what we had last year. And so we're really, really grateful to all our new South African colleagues for choosing Network International and joining us on the journey to help us serve our customers better. It certainly sounds like that investment is doing well and that it's been uh, yielding results already. And the fact that you've put so many resources and much of your team 
in South Africa, I guess it does point to how serious you are and how bullish you are about uh, the South African market. And an indication from your latest set of results shows that there is good growth that is coming out of South Africa. But uh, for someone who's listening and saying, but how does it benefit local clients and actually augment your existing offering, right? What do you say to someone who asks that? Yeah, no, that's a great question. Thank you for asking it. And I'm going to lean on the, our purpose. And our purpose is to help businesses and economies grow by simplifying payments. That's how we think about what we do on a day-to-day basis. And in that, essentially what we do is two things. One, we democratize the availability of electronic bank accounts or electronic wallets. So on one, one side of our business is all about financial inclusion. It's about how many more people can we bring into the digital economy and empower digitally to get on with their lives, to do the things that are important to them, whatever their lifestyle choices would be, to make things more convenient, to make things more safe and secure, and of course, for them to also yield returns on their savings. So that's one part of the equation. And we do that by provisioning electronic credentials safely for banks, for fintechs, and for mobile money operators. Uh, And the more, obviously, credentials here in South Africa, uh, just to give you a sense, uh, we have over 3 million credentials that we have issued in partnership with banks, fintechs, and MNOs. And we expect that to double in the next couple of years because we, as you rightly pointed out, our technology now is available on the ground and it's more efficient and it is also more affordable for banks, fintechs, and MNOs to then provision that technology to their consumers. On the other side of the equation, we also help merchants, sellers of goods, products, services, sell their products through the acceptance of electronic payments. And again, like you said, you know, the age-old <laughs> payment uh, tool has been cash, and we're replacing cash with electronic payments. And uh, obviously, the objective for us is to make sure that one, our merchants can sell as much product and services as possible by accepting as many forms of payment as are out there, electronic payment. It doesn't matter what that store of value is. We want that to be accepted by our merchants. And that's where we come in, make that available to our merchants. And as our merchants' business grows, the economy grows because then, you know, I mean, if you've got a corner store vendor that can now open a second store because the first store is doing so well, that to us is success, right? When a if a, if a street vendor is able to accept electronic payments and sell more products on the street, that to us is success. And that's the mission and journey we are on. We want to connect every South African digitally and electronically between buyers and sellers. It is, uh, you know, an interesting space to be playing in. And I think sometimes people don't appreciate just how pervasive cash has been. The fact that you have uh, Network International and others making such large investments in the world of digital payments, it does go to show some of the statistics that we've seen is that despite what people might think, right? The majority of payments in a country like South Africa are still being done with cash, but it does bring a lot of inefficiencies out there, whether it's security, whether it's uh, the ability to make quick payments, all of those different restrictions that a physical medium has. Now, earlier on, we did talk about the fact that half a billion has been invested by your company, and you've also started giving us some insight into the relationship that you're having with 
with users as well as you know some of the merchants but you know perhaps you could give us uh, some insight into how local businesses have actually responded to the new offering no absolutely in fact yesterday i was in cape town i'm speaking to you from joburg today and yesterday i had lunch with uh, about 10 or 12 of our smes as we call them small medium enterprise merchants you know large enterprises everyone's clamoring for right the banks the fintechs companies like ours everyone is trying to serve them to the best of their ability but the real heartbeat of any economy definitely the south african economy is the small merchant mm. and when you enable the small merchants businesses to be more profitable and to grow faster is when you're truly serving the economy at its core and so i think the to answer your question we do several things for them one we help prevent fraud and credit losses when they're accepting payments too obviously we want to make the payments available to them electronically as soon as possible to help them with their cash flows we provide them with information services to show them how their business is doing by hour of the day day of the week week of the month month on month versus last year versus their peer set so that they have insight into their own business and how it compares to businesses like theirs we also help them obtain loans from banks based on their cash flows based on because we see how much these merchants are selling because we see their sales register right their their inflows and so we help connect them with banks to get loans and help the banks to recover the loans from the merchants so the banks can then charge them lower fees because they know that a company like network international will repay the loan on behalf of the merchant from the merchant sales and obviously this is an agreement between the merchant and the bank we are only playing an enablement service and last but not the least we also provide solutions to consumers that are buying products from their stores to pay in installments so that then they can buy more and the basket size can increase so net net what does this all add up to it all adds up to ensuring that are small medium sized merchants that their businesses grow mm. and when their businesses grow, creates more employment it creates gdp growth and it becomes you know a nice circle of uh, you know a virtuous circle of growth mm. a virtuous circle of growth and i like the fact that you know you alluded to the solutions on the merchant side because sometimes people don't have a true appreciation that the informal sector or what some people might term as the sme sector in south africa actually has huge volumes that are being driven through that particular economy i've had the privilege of interacting with a number of businesses and you you'd be surprised just how much money is flowing through um you know those economies but a lot of the time you can't take advantage of some of the benefits of those large volumes because you don't have formal records or you know stock keeping and all of that stuff and i guess systems like yours like what you said help to put those systems in place so that if you know if i am a small business i can go to a supplier and show them hey guys listen this is what i'm doing and who knows if i club together with a couple of guys using the same system we will be able to go even further with our ability to make things happen now uh, nandan one of the things that's uh, you know quite interesting about south africa is the fact that 
it's an economy they always talk talk about a dual duality you know very developed on one side uh but you know an emerging economy on the other side and uh that's largely the case uh for the african continent as well right you, a lot of emerging markets and some of the research out there mckinsey predicts that africa's electronic payments uh market will grow by 152% between 2020 and 2025 how does your investment in South Africa actually fit into your broader African strategy? Oh, you're right. I mean, I think uh, what, what you'll see from our volumes is that uh, our Africa business is going faster than our Middle East business, which is, I'm going to say, started on the journey earlier. Now, all economies have the duality that you're speaking to. It doesn't matter which economy it is, even the largest economies and the so-called most developed economies in the world still have that duality, right? That's just that's just the structural fact of all economies on the planet. So uh, companies like ours obviously embrace both the developed side of the economy and have toolkits for the, let's call it the larger enterprises and the more sophisticated set of flows, like airlines, right? Airlines, you can say, is one end of it, right? Is the more sophisticated end of the spectrum. And then the SMEs on the other end. But I think to answer your question, uh, we are very excited. We are very excited with the growth that we are seeing in our, in our South African business. And actually, our South Africa business serves nine markets. So we, we call it the Southern Africa headquarters. The way we run our business in Africa is we have five regional heads, five regional offices, I should say. Uh, one in Cairo for North Africa, one in um, Lagos for West Africa, uh, one in... Um, uh, Nairobi for East Africa, uh, an office in Abidjan for Francophone Africa, and our HQ for Southern Africa, which is our second largest footprint in Africa. Uh, Cairo, or our North African business is our largest footprint, is sitting right here between Joburg and Cape Town. And we're seeing tremendous growth, which is the reason why we are continuing to invest and growing our, our, our employee base or our colleague base here. And uh, long may that continue. I mean, I, at least we don't see any, there is nothing in the numbers that we are seeing that are predicting any slowdown at this point of time. Now, things can change, but we're not seeing it yet. I'd like to drill down on that presence, Nandan, to give us a sense of what's actually going on. You've given us uh, a picture of how you've structured the business. Uh, it sort of alludes to a hub and spoke, you know, type of thing, uh, type of model that you guys have going. And, um, you know, clearly there's that extensive footprint that you have across Middle East and Africa. But as a way to put it into context, how many transactions do you process for, you know, your, your different financial institutions that are part of the system, uh, your fintech customers on any given day, and how much of that, you know, in payment volume are we looking at on the merchant side? Yeah, so we're doing uh, roughly, uh, we now we're going to hit close to $100 billion in transactions annually. Divide that by 12, if you may, every month is not the same, but that's about uh, $8 billion of uh, payments, both on the origination and on the receipt side that we process. So, you know, again, uh, it's a pretty, and in terms of number of transactions, that's, again, I'm going to say that's roughly about two and a half, three billion transactions a year. Depends on the year, but it tends to be in that range. And it's growing at roughly 20% year on year in terms of the growth rate. So it's it's a scale business. Payments is a scale business. Payments is also a local business. So to your earlier point about hub and spoke, 
the reason that we need these five hubs and of course we also have 25 other offices supporting these five hubs so we have a presence in 30 markets is because 96 percent of all transactions in any economy originate and terminate locally less than four percent will either originate overseas or terminate overseas so inbound tourism traffic or outbound tourism traffic the economy is a local economy all economies are local economies and so it's very very important that uh, for a business like ours to be a truly of service to the local banks, to the local fintechs, to the local governments, and to the local merchants. We also serve governments, I should have mentioned that earlier, and to serve and, and merchants. We have to be locally present. There is no alternative to that, uh, both in terms of how we conduct our business and how we service our business, originate and service. Yeah. $100 billion a year. Those are some big numbers. And, and I can see, you know, why you say that uh, the termination of payments locally would be such a big thing. I think some of the stats that I've read, South Africa is the biggest outbound market when it comes to remittance, I think around $1.2 billion a year, Nigeria being the biggest inbound market. But even when you combine just those two, it's less than $20 billion. And you guys are talking $100 billion a year. So it, it just goes to show how big that local traffic is, you know, when it comes to those in-country type of transactions. But you've now touched on something that's interesting, and and, and that's uh, the fact that you also service government, because financial services is, you know, notorious for being probably one of the most regulated spaces when it comes to businesses, you're right. So you've had to tackle, you know, regulatory complexities around data localization in other regions. How does South Africa fare or stack when it comes to regulatory support you know, of the banking sector? Yeah, I'd say the South African regulator is uh, one that we enjoy partnering with and we appreciate the work they're doing. Uh, we embrace regulation. We think regulation is extremely important to our sector because you know, it establishes very clear boundaries. And with anything in life, you can only move fast if you know what your safeguards are. And the greater the safeguards, the faster you can move. So I'm always telling central bankers that, look, um, keep us safe, the work that you do. It's like, you know, the people, the security people at the airport, right? You should always appreciate what they do because they keep your travel safe. So the same thing with regulation. You really got to appreciate regulation because regulation is built around protecting the interests of the ecosystem. And then there's always enough space within regulation to innovate to compete, to be profitable, et cetera. And so I think regulation and business development actually goes hand in hand. And so for us, uh, central banks, governments are both regulators, but they're also customers because we work very closely with governments to enable government payments. For example, taxes, for example, traffic fines, for example, bill payments, electricity or water bill payments. So, you know, there's a role for electronic payments in B2G payments or government disbursements to either businesses or to individuals. And uh, there are money flows there. And where there's money flows, there's a role for electronic payments, right? An electronic payments company. Mm. And when it comes to what you're seeing in the market, I guess I need to ask you to sort of peer into your crystal ball a little bit, because one could argue that 
a lot of the fintech companies have been able to exploit, you know, certain opportunities that hadn't really been fully taken on by the formal banking and financial services sectors. So given your experience when it comes to the Middle East and Africa, how do you view the local market in South Africa and what growth opportunities do you see for the next five years when it comes to this sector? I think you know this better than I do. The mobile money operators have done a great job with financial inclusion, right? They've stepped in and provided access through electronic stores of value. And like you said, money transfer, et cetera, you know, a whole bunch of service, peer-to-peer payments that were not being provided efficiently or at a scale that banks should have provided, right? It was, they were, they were not reaching certain segments of the population. So you've got to appreciate what they're doing. And now they're taking it to the next level, I have to say. So we've announced our partnership with Vodacom recently. And in that partnership, we will enable the acceptance of wallets, mobile money wallets at our point of sale devices, but also provision secure open loop credentials like MasterCard and Visa cards at a very low price point within the MNO wallets so that the MNO wallets can then be used across a wider ecosystem to make payments, right? Like we talked about earlier, potentially government payments, in-app payments, et cetera. Again, facilities that were not available to a certain segment of society, but now what we're seeing is that rapidly that disparity between what was available to the top end of socioeconomic segment the same services are being made available to the entire population or the population at large. It's not going to happen overnight, but the direction of travel is very clear. It certainly won't happen overnight, but I think partnering with the mobile operators, for example, because you already have large user bases that you know can be leveraged when it comes to something like that and use that as a springboard for your platforms, it can certainly help to bridge some of those gaps, albeit, you know, a little bit over time, but there is a lot of appetite, you know, for these services because so many people have been left out. And with that in mind then, Nandan, right, can we expect more investments from, you know, yourselves as uh, Network International? And uh, I think you had already outlined some of the plans for the region where South Africa fits into things, your different hubs and the like. So investment and overall vision as we end of today's discussion yeah so absolutely and look our love and appreciation for south africa is demonstrated by the fact that in 2020 we made a roughly 5 billion rand investment in PayFast and dpo uh, which is also anchored as you know in south africa in cape town it was originally PayFast and paygate and we've now combined it into the PayFast brand and that was roughly a 5 billion rand investment we then followed that up in 2023 with another half a billion rand investment. So look, we're investing. We, as I said earlier, we really, really appreciate the South African market. We appreciate our partners here, our customers here. The regulator has been of great support to us. And so, you know, we're going to continue down this journey. We were, I'm going to say, only about three years ago, probably a 15-person outfit in the country. And now we're going to hit somewhere in the range of 250 by the end of this year, right? So we're scaling up really, really quickly. So who knows? I don't have that crystal ball that you were alluding to. But all I can tell you is we're not stopping. We're going to keep going. We're going to keep growing here in South Africa. And we're going to keep enabling. I come back to our purpose. Our purpose is to help businesses and economies grow. 
And until we feel that, uh, you know, where our purpose is, is still got room uh, for us to deliver and make a contribution, we'll continue doing our best to make that contribution. All right. We're not stopping. We're going to keep investing. Those are the words of Network International's group CEO, that is Nandan Mur, who is just giving us some insight into Network International's investment in the region and the fact that they are bullish about the South African market. They've been in South Africa or had a presence in South Africa for at least a decade. And right now they're doubling down. They've been uh, increasing their staff with their local offices, uh, also doubling down on customer acquisition and uh, engagements with merchants and also you know him just outlining what their financial investment has looked like you heard him talking about the investment when it came to companies such as payfast that was a five billion rand investment and now another half billion investment that's there to firm up their payments network and payment system in south africa it's a platform called network one and he's saying that uh, they're going to be growing that over time a couple of uh, big things that he said, some key takeaways, $100 billion, you know, that's how much is being processed through their system. And when I was doing a little bit of research before this session, I found that their Network One platform, all of that translates to roughly 3,000 transactions per second, which is quite a rapid amount of uh, development over time. And then I think lastly is the fact that there does seem to be consensus to say that digital payments are the way forward. Cash has been around for a long time. And the fact that it has been around for a long time means that it has been serving the market in a big way but you know slowly but surely your fintech operators have been chipping away at uh, you know cash use and you know hopefully the next time that we get to engage with Nandan he'll be telling us that you know for the first time digital payments in South Africa are actually outweighing cash use and I'm pretty sure that's something that would make him and his team smile so thank you so much uh, Nandan for uh, joining us today thank you really appreciate your time so I've been your host, uh, Muriwa Gavaza, economist uh, with the Business Day and Financial Mail. Thank you so much to the Network International team. Remember that you can subscribe for free episodes on iono.fm, Spotify, player.fm, Pocket Casts, or wherever you choose to get your podcasts.